Let's get back to the situation in British Columbia. And uh, we've talked a lot about what they're facing, the people of BC. And uh, I think we're all in agreement now that we, uh, we're on board, that we need to do whatever we are asked to do uh, in, in Alberta and the rest of the country to, to help out, right? We're all Canadians. We're all in this together. But uh, the other side of this that is going to hit home really, really fast, if it hasn't already, is how this is going to affect the supply chain, which, as we've talked about on this show, is already under extreme stress uh, coming out of the COVID recovery, whatever you want to call it. You've all seen the pictures of the the freighters waiting in the ports and, and all the rest of it. We know there are supply chain issues already. This, you'd have to think, will make it that much worse. But let's find out exactly what the situation is with Dr. Barry Prentice, who is a professor of supply chain management at the IH Asper School of Business at the University of Manitoba. Dr. Prentice, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. So we know the situation was tough to begin with before any of this happened, but just based on what we're seeing now, and I still don't think we know the full scope of what's happened, um, what is your expectation for what the supply chain will be like in the coming days and weeks? Well, of course, as you mentioned, you know, there's ships at anchor, and there's more on the way. And uh, those ships aren't getting unloaded, and neither will the ones that are coming and arriving. Uh, So you just have more backlog and more congestion, and, and more congestion makes it even more difficult to clear away. So... It is going to be a problem that will find its way down the supply chain. Uh, that guy in uh, in Toronto is not going to get his container of goods as he is expecting, and maybe not in time for Christmas. Right. We don't know. Like that, uh, but that's an issue. In terms of that timeline, like you're saying, of course, we are heading into the holiday season where consumerism goes way up. We all know that. Um, is, it, is it possible to put a... Um, an amount on just how much we could see affected, like how much comes through that port of BC and then spreads out across the rest of the country that might be affected? Well, it is our biggest port. Uh, But, you know, we do have Prince Rupert too, so that is a bit of a valve, and uh, I don't believe it's it's disrupted at all, so there will be goods coming through Prince Rupert, which helps. And also, you know, this is going to end. I mean, the the railways are are putting everything they can, and I'm certain, to open that line as soon as possible, so we don't know whether it's days or, or how many days, but uh, we know it's not going to be weeks before they, they open up. At least that's our expectation. And so things will clear and get back into order, uh, but it doesn't mean it's without cost. And uh, it's also two ways because, you know, this is the peak season for shipping grain. Right. And uh, they probably haven't been loading a whole lot of grain in this rain as well, so there's a backlog. In fact, I understand there's some 16 ships at anchor waiting for grain, and, of course, ships that wait, uh, they charge to merge. So that cost has to get borne somewhere in the system, too. Um, in terms of trying to get these supply chain routes reestablished, as you say, some of them are going to be offline for a long, long time. I'm sure they're looking at alternatives. Can How much of a disruption do you anticipate this being? I mean, we're not going to get back to normal. Like you say, they'll find ways. They'll do what they can do. But um, how severely will things be limited? Well, again, uh, it depends on what you're talking about, you know, what commodity, because some of these things have a little bit more flexibility, um, buffers and so on. Like the the stores are not without any inventory. We're certainly, you know, we've seen inventories reduced greatly as time has gone. We're replacing inventory with information, but we still do have inventories. So it's not like the shelves will be bare in Toronto uh, anytime soon. Uh, I think the locally, this is a real catastrophe because... Everybody depends on truck for local deliveries, yeah. and we can just see the roads are out and the coca is out, and, and these repairs are going to take much longer. So the local effects are much greater than the national effects in that regard. 
Um, in, in terms of the supply chain, we know it's all interconnected. So what's happening in BC will have an impact, as you said, at the ports, and that will spread on to different locations around the world. Um, we know we were in a bad place to begin with. Um, this is the last thing they wanted to happen. But what kind of an impact does it have on the supply chain overall to have these routes broken? Well, again, it goes back to the uh, wet shipper we're talking about and, 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 and for how long. Uh, you know, the this bridge, bulge of traffic in the fall, which we always see both for the Christmas market as well as for exports going out like grain, uh, it eases after Christmas. You know, they generally don't have that same kind of impact in January, so some of those goods will get moved. Looking at the uh, disruptions we had with the blockades, uh, you remember those a couple of years yep. ago, yep. Uh, the railways were out. Now, it was during the peak season, so that helped. But uh, we certainly saw that moving along, and, and in fact, we've looked at this as a, the impact, and you really can't see a significant impact on flows because they could catch up. So the, the system is pretty good and resilient in terms of catching up, but you know it does affect the people who are directly affected much more so. Are we too reliant on one or two different methods? I mean, as you say, we'll be exploring other opportunities right now, but something like this could have a pretty big impact. Are we too dependent on, you know, trucking through BC? Well, you know, geology doesn't give us a whole lot of options. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's two lines down the Fraser Canyon, and there's no room for a third. Uh, And we don't really have a lot of options just because of geography that affects us. Now, that being said, you know, the railways are well aware of the impacts of climate change, and, and they've done a lot to make their lines more resilient, and they're focused on that, as is the port. Uh, the Port of Vancouver has a policy to raise everything three feet to uh, deal with the potential for uh, the ocean rise that's coming. So uh, the industry is aware of this, and they're trying to make efforts, but it's a very big country, and we don't have a lot of options in terms of routes. Yeah, no, and uh, and we know what happens when they go down. Uh, Dr. Prentice, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, it was my pleasure. That's Dr. Barry Prentice, who is a professor of supply chain management at the IH Asper School of Business at the University of Manitoba. And uh, Zen says, can't the shipments get unloaded in Vancouver and then bypassed via truck through Washington and Montana and then back into Canada. And Zen, I think all of those things are on the table right now. And yeah, I think that might be what happens with um, some of these different shipments and things like that. You know, they're talking about getting Highway 3 uh, reopened possibly within the next 10 days. Will some of these ships that would be offloaded in Vancouver now shift to Prince Rupert and then they would start their journey from there? So yes, and, and I think that's what Dr. Prentice was saying. You know, the supply chain won't completely break and it won't completely fall apart, but it's going to have to adapt. And, and how quickly does it do that uh, while they wait for the repairs to their conventional ways of transporting all of these goods? So yeah, I think all those different options are on the table. And we know that the Canadian military will be there to, um, according to the federal government, assist with the supply chain crunch. That's what they're going to do. They're sending air transport. So so what does that mean? I don't know. I imagine there are some goods that uh, would be deemed so important that they might be shipped by air. I know, uh, I was reading this morning, that there's a number of truckers that are parked waiting uh, in merit because you can't get through merit, right? So they can't get to the port to pick up whatever they're supposed to pick up and then take back to their destination in Saskatchewan or Alberta or Ontario or wherever the case may be. And one of the things they're talking about is vaccines. 
You know, so it's not all just consumer goods and produce and things like that. There's other things that, you know, are going to be affected by this. So I think all of those different options will definitely be explored.